As you know, the NBA made a crucial transition from Adidas to Nike in the offseason. Of course, there are the home and away jerseys. However, this past weekend, a new series of jerseys were released by Nike, the statement jerseys. For example, there are some unique jerseys such as the T-Wolves new jerseys, which look like the old Seattle Seahawks neon green jerseys. On the other hand, there are simple jerseys that look the same from last year, such as the Lakers purple. I can't wait for the season to start because it's going to be a fun year. This is the Big Frank Show. Let's get started. Welcome to the Big Frank Show. Oh, man, that's irritating. I hear you. Oh, good for you. I'm not an idiot. I, well, I know some people might think that, but like... Our Philadelphia Eagles traveled to Kansas City this past weekend to take on the Chiefs, and it was a great game, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was a great game. I mean, probably till the end when Carson Wentz threw that interception to end it, but overall, it was a great game from Carson Wentz. He threw for 333 yards, two TDs. That's the second straight game he's thrown for over 300 yards. But on the other hand, Kansas City Chiefs, Kareem Hunt, he's been the star of the show for the past two weeks. I mean, we've seen everything out of this guy pretty much, right? Well, the Eagles kept him in check for the most part in the first half. It's just he exploded in the second half and looked more of the cream hunt we saw week one against the Patriots. I mean, yeah, definitely. I mean, the Eagles' defense looked, I mean, they looked decent. So did the offense. The offense looked pretty good. The, both teams played a good game. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, cream uh, hunt had a 53-yard 50 yard touchdown run. Overall, he had 81 yards rushing. So he, they, the, the Eagles' defense did a number yeah. on him. It's just, you know, good players will make good plays eventually. And, of course, the Eagles' offense. We saw Zach Ertz and Alshon Jeffrey. Zach Ertz had five receptions for 97 yards with that awkward but amazing catch to end the second half. And Alshon Jeffrey finally had a good game, 92 yards, one TD, seven receptions. Eagles offense did well, and Carson Wentz really proved something to me that game, that he can be a good quarterback. But the one thing I would say about the Eagles that was a major problem in that game was the running game. When your quarterback leads you in rushing, that's a problem. It's it's definitely a problem. We saw Sproles for 48 yards, but he's not really, you know, like the big running, the big running back that we'd really want on the Eagles. Blunt didn't get a touch. Um, he had one catch for zero yards. We'll talk about that in the fantasy segment a little later, but very disappointing. Very disappointing. I mean, both teams played a good game, and I think that if the Eagles were playing a different team, I think they'd be 2-0. I think. Now, uh, they had every right to win that game, and a mm-hmm. lot of people on Philadelphia talk radio and, and people were talking around in town, they blame uh, the coach and for the running game. So what mm-hmm. are your thoughts on that? I don't know if I agree. Uh, I don't know if I agree. I mean, Peterson's an all right coach. We haven't seen really much of him. He's It's only his second year. Um, but the running game has been, he's passing a lot. His offense mainly revolves around the passing game. But the A little ru- too much. A little too much. <laughs> but I think that the running game needs to come up a little bit. And to be a good football team, you need a good running scheme. I think that's pretty basic. Absolutely. What are some of your other thoughts on the game? Um, the kicker, Jake Elliott, he's awful. He had a field goal in the first quarter, 34-yard field goal. But then he missed an 
field goal that was shorter than the extra point. I mean, the end the half. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that crazy play that uh, Carson Wentz threw that should have been intercepted. Of course, Zach Ertz makes uh, a catch, a circus catch, gets it down to maybe like the two-yard line, and he comes in and misses the field goal. Really going into the locker room, that was kind of disappointing, and you felt like that would come back to haunt him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was all pumped up. I'm like, yeah, Zach Ertz, amazing catch. And then rookie kicker comes and misses a field goal. And all the hype is washed away. And, I mean, if Zach Ertz was faster, that might have been a touchdown. If not, it would have been. But then again, you still have to make that field goal. It's just given that you have to make that. As they say, it's a game of inches. Uh, Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Okay, well, that's enough for the Eagles and Chiefs this week. What about the rest of the NFL? Uh, Frank, your, your best and worst. Well, the best team of the week, got to give it to the Broncos. I mean, they really showed up to play against them Cowboys. They killed them. I mean, their defense looked outstanding. They had Von Miller get two sacks in that fourth quarter. Um, It was just a total beatdown. Cowboys didn't show up to play. We saw Ezekiel Elliott, total trash. Um, Dak Prescott didn't really look on his game either. Just bad game for the Cowboys, but great game for the Broncos. They could beat any team that week. And let's be honest. Anytime the Dallas Cowboys lose, it's a party. Definitely a party for us Philly fans. And um, let's move on to my worst team of week two. The New York Giants. Boy, they are a dumpster this year so far. They've been absolutely awful. They've looked like a train wreck. Um, what else can I say about this team? They've looked horrible in the past two weeks. They're 0-2. As I was watching the game last night, uh, I was looking at Twitter and at Big Frank Show. You can find him on Twitter. And we retweeted a live look at the Giants, and uh, one of the Giants fans put out a dumpster fire. That's the New York Giants. Well, even if I were a Giants fan, I would still post that because it's fitting. That's what they've been all year. Um, They just haven't shown up. Odell's injured. Um, The team hasn't been looking good. It's just total train wreck. And I love it. The Giants come to the Philadelphia next week, and uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yep, I'm sure Giants loves a little look at the Eagles' D-line, which they should be coming up next week. But, I mean, you got to love it. Cowboys lose, Giants lose, and we're Eagles fans. It's been a great week for the Eagles, considering that even though we lost, their whole division lost except for the Redskins. But now it's time for the lightning round, where Big Frank gives a one-liner on his feelings on the particular game. Let's start on the great Thursday night football game, the Texans versus the Bengals. Well, folks, this was a trash versus trash game, but the Texans came out with the win. Another great game on Sunday, the Panthers 9, Bills 3. Ken Newton looked awful, but he somehow pulled out the win against the Bills. Steelers 26, Vikings 9. Steelers offense really showed up to play. Um, Vikings, I think they could have played a little bit better, but Steelers definitely deserved the win. Radford was hurt and didn't play. We might not see him for another few weeks. Patriots 36, Saints 20. Both quarterbacks showed up to play, but Tom Brady, over 400 yards, touchdowns everywhere. They deserve the win. Don't get Tom angry. You won't like him when he's angry. The guy likes revenge. 
Raiders 45, Jets 20. Jets. Derek Gard just... That's the Jets. Okay, moving on. Broncos 42, Cowboys 17. Broncos, your team of the week. Yep, Broncos beat down. Cowboys did not show up to play whatsoever. Zeke did awful. Dak did awful. Broncos defense showed up and served their offense. Redskins 27, Rams 20. Well, I had the Rams winning this game, but Redskins came out, and I guess they played better, but, you know, both teams, good game. The Buccaneers 29, Bears 7. Uh, Buccaneers, they played their first game because of Irma. <clears throat> but the Bears came finally came back down to earth, and they did not deserve to win whatsoever. Cardinals 16, Colts 13. Surprising Colts. First of all, why'd this game go to overtime? Ask yourself that question. Because the Cardinals, as you've seen in the past, are a good team. The Colts, we predicted to be absolutely awful, which they are, but apparently so are the Cardinals. I guess they're not so good without Johnson. Ravens 24, Browns 10. Well, we've seen this outstanding Ravens defense so far, and the Browns had no chance. The Jaguars back down to earth. Titans 37, Jaguars 16. Well, Titans offense, that's it. They won the game. The Dolphins 19, the Chargers 17, LA Chargers. Uh, Dolphins playing, also playing the first game because of Irma, so they had a week one bye. Um, close game, two point game. I mean, good game to watch, I think. Just, yeah, Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler. <laughs> Seahawks 12, 49ers 9. Just like last week, I cannot watch any game the 49ers win. I can't. It's bad football. It's not good for your eyes. Um, Seahawks, they should have blown out the 49ers. They're terrible, but, too. Yep, their offense has not been good so far. The Sunday night football game, which was a bit of a dud, although the score suggests otherwise. Falcons 34, Packers 23. Uh, I expected this to be a good game, but Falcons, just like the NFC Conference Championship from last year, blew out the Packers, in the first half at least. Pa second half, the game got a little bit closer, and both quarterbacks left the game. And of course, Monday Night Football last night, Lions 24, the hapless Giants 10. Uh, just like last week, the Giants are seemingly ruining primetime football. I watched a few minutes of the game, and turned on another show or something, but... Lions, I guess they played good. Giants, they're awful. Okay, how about predictions for next week? Uh, the Thursday night football game, I mean, keep them coming, ladies and gentlemen. The L.A. Rams at San Francisco. I think the Rams defense is going to come back. I'm choosing Rams. Ravens at Jaguars. Ravens defense is also going to come back, and they're going to win the game. Steelers at Bears. Bears don't stand a chance against the Steelers. Offense, Steelers win. Buccaneers at the Vikings. I think the Buccaneers are off to a strong start. They're going to win this game. Absolutely. Dolphins at the Jets. Dolphins next. Falcons at Lions. Um, This is actually kind of a tough one, but got to go with the Falcons offense against the Lions. Seahawks at Titans. I'm going to take the Titans here. Their offense really shined last week, and not so much for the Seahawks. Bengals at Packers. Packers. Broncos at Bills. Broncos. 
Saints at Panthers. I got the Saints win this one. Their offense looked good against the Patriots. However, they pulled out the w- with the win. Drew Brees is just a good quarterback. Tough schedule, but I guess yeah. they're due. The Browns at the Colts. Sounds like a good one. Somebody has to win. Somebody well, gets their yeah. first win. <laughs> Somebody does. Um, I'm predicting a tie. Oh, man. <laughs> Can they both lose? No, I guess I'll choose the Colts. Texans at Patriots. Patriots, Texans are off to a bad start. They played the Bengals last week, so they're going to come into the game slow. Didn't look good, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Giants at the Eagles. Eagles are playing the first game with the link. They're going to be hyped up, and they're going to blow out the Giants. Chiefs at Chargers, L.A. Chargers. The Chiefs have been the number one team so far this year, and they're going to extend to 3-0. Keep rolling. Raiders at Redskins. Um, Derek Carr, I think he's going to have a good week again. He's been very consistent so far, so I'm going to go with the Raiders. And the Monday night football game, another primetime disaster, I mean game, Cowboys at the Cardinals. Um, Cowboys, the Cardinals look awful so far this year, considering they went to overtime with the Colts. So I think the Cowboys are going to bounce back after last week because they did terrible last well, week. Well, the Cardinals did lose their best yeah. weapon, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But I'm still going to go with the Cowboys because I think Prescott wants a win, Elliott wants a win, the whole team wants a win after that Denver loss. They certainly need one as the NFC East is looking like the NFC least this year. Taylor stamps up in the pocket. He's going to run. Tyra, 25 at the 30. Well, Fantasy Week 2 was maybe a little bit more strange than Week 1, where you had the likes of LaShawn McCoy, Jordan Howard, Ezekiel Elliott, DeMarco Murray, all doing nothing. So it's an interesting week. Um, How'd how'd your team do this week? Uh, My team won. Um, Good performance from Carr. Gurley was the difference in the game against the Washington Redskins. We saw him hurdle Josh Norman. Um, <laughs> but the players you just mentioned all took a downhill this week, such as Jordan Howard had a down week. Ezekiel Elliott looked awful against the Broncos. Looked like he didn't want to play anymore. He really didn't. Nine rushes for eight yards. I mean, <laughs> that's not what we saw out of him last year at all. We didn't see that once. Um... Greg Olson, if you have him as your tight end, he was, he's injured. He broke his right foot, so he could be out for a little while. Um, well, i, I got to yeah. say, like teams like, surprisingly, DeAndre Hopkins is having a decent fantasy year, even though the Houston Texans have been absolutely terrible. Well, if you see Hopkins play, like I saw him play Thursday Night Football, the guy's aggressive. I mean, he's all over the cornerback. Um, you just gotta throw just throw the ball to him. He'll catch it. Um, even an awful team like the Texans that they seem like right now, throw the ball to Hopkins. He'll give you something. <laughs> and uh, when you look at teams out there like the Panthers and the Bills, I mean, it's just uh, awful. Greg Olson hurt, gonna be out for God knows how long with the uh, with uh, his broken ankle. I mean, yeah, you look at the Panthers, and you see a great roster begin the year. You see Newton, you see Benjamin, you see McCaffrey, Olsen, Stewart. It looks like a good team, but then when the season rolls around, they're awful. I mean, we 
I, I was predicting a bounce back year for them, but that I don't I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, no, I mean a couple other things. Uh, Terry Cohen was one of the main pickups last week off the Chicago Bears, and he did decent, even though his team got blown out with uh, fifty five receiving yards, eight catches in PPR. That's great. Uh, yeah, I mean if he's out there, pick him up. If he's still out there, that is, because Bears only scored seven, and Cohen. Had a good game, I think, and that's just pretty good. I'm just going to leave it at that. Another surprise or one last comment, Levium Bell is just, uh, you know, I guess you have to be patient with him, but what a slow start for for such a dynamic runner, especially with David Johnson going down. He's the other, he would probably be the one or the two pick in most people's drafts. I'm kind of. Yeah, I mean, last week he looked ugly. I mean, he got like a few points, that's it. He was on my ESPN fantasy team, and he did nothing for me. I, I'm 0-2 now because of probably him. I was expecting a lot more from him. He was my first-round pick. Time for this week's Good, Bad, and the Ugly. All right, so I think you guys can predict the first one. Tom Brady. What an outstanding game from Tom Brady. Over 400 yards... Lots and lots of touchdowns. I mean, he really bounced back. I mean, you don't make you don't want to make this guy ang- angry. If he wants revenge, he's gonna get his revenge. Um, just really professional from Tom Brady. Um, also, my second good player is Todd Gurley. Um, he's looked outstanding on the Rams this year. He had a little bit of a slow year last year after having an outstanding rookie season, but I think that he's definitely a good player this year. I mean, he's looking really good, right? He's looking quick. He's looking athletic. Is Todd Gurley somebody you look to trade as his value is getting high now? Or or do you think he can sustain what he did against the Redskins all year? I think he can sustain that. We've seen two games from him so far, but he's looked very consistent on the field. And I think that if he's on your roster, you better keep him. And my third good player of the week was Michael Crabtree. He received three touchdowns from Derek Carr. And if you're in a PPR fantasy league, if you had Michael Crabtree in your starting lineup, good for you. Um, Michael Crabtree, just an outstanding game from him. Um, you see the receivers on Oakland, like that Derek Carr has his weapons, and you look, they're a good team now, I mean, right? Yeah, I think uh, with them leaving Oakland to go to Las Vegas, uh, it would be awesome to see them just keep getting better and maybe, you know, give Oakland a championship on their way out of town. See you soon. He, he, he. Idiots. Hmm? It's for you. Oh, my bad, candidates. Let's begin with Ezekiel Elliott. Um, P.P. Ehrlich, he got me 6.2 points. Nine rushes, eight yards. Just... Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Cam Newton, I thought he was going to lead Carolina to a win, maybe. I mean, he's a good leader. He's a good quarterback, but sure didn't look like that on week two. Um, Cam Newton just didn't show up to play whatsoever. Um, Jimmy Graham, what can you say about Jimmy Graham? He played bad and then got hurt. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know if it was an actual injury or he was just embarrassed. Uh, People have the Seahawks as going to the NFC Championship, and I'm like, 
Now, I can't see that. I mean, if they can only beat the 49ers by a few points, I don't see that happening. I mean... I thought they could have a chance because their defense is so dominant, um, but their offense is so the opposite. They're terrible. It's amazing with with, uh, their quarterback. Russell Wilson, you've seen him actually go down over the past few years. Um, Okay, I'm going to transition to my ugliest players of the week. Such ingratitude after all the times I've saved your life. Let's begin with Legarrette Blount. 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 Eagles running back. Not a single carry. But, wait a minute. He got a reception for no yards. None. He didn't get a single yard last week. The guy had 18 touchdowns last year. I don't even... I don't know. I don't even think he's going to have no. two or three this year the way it's looking. He's, he was on the Patriots, people. That's why he looked good. I thought from the very beginning it was a bad fit for the Eagles. They're not an A, B gap type of running team. Uh, and maybe it was because of uh, uh, that's a strength of Kansas City that uh, he didn't get a lot of looks and they avoided him. Maybe they'll come back to him, but I don't think so. I think it's time to bail. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't think Blunt really fits the offense. Okay, so my next ugly candidate, Bylaw Powell. Um, Ow. What, Ow. what can I say about him? Um, Matt Forte, Bylaw Powell, it's the Jets. I mean, there's always going to be some ugly player on the Jets every week. But what did you see from Powell? I mean, just terrible. Yeah, um, 17 snaps. Matt Forte had more touches. Um... Jeez, uh, I don't know. It's the Jets. What are you going to do? <laughs> it's the Jets. Just leave it at that. The Jets are ugly, and so is Pile Al Powell, um, fantasy-wise speaking. Yeah. <laughs> Who should start a running back? Powell or Forte? <laughs> leave us alone! <laughs> My last ugly player, you can guess this one, it's Andy Dalton. Just the past two weeks have been... Really bad. Um, the Bengals have been bad. They're the like terrible. I did not. Ex- I mean, I ex- didn't expect them to be a good team, but Andy Dalton has been awful. He hasn't thrown a single touchdown. Yeah, they've been terrible uh, to the point where uh, you know I don't know if Andy Dalton's uh, somebody to count on from fantasy value anyway, but he's always been somebody that could get you decent yeah, points always, as a backup quarterback. He's, usually, he's not even that. Yeah, he's usually on a team. Okay? Like, I wouldn't even look at this guy on the waiver wire, okay? Because the whole Bengals team doesn't even have a touchdown. I mean, they're, they're terrible. Like, just if he's on the waiver wire, just scroll. And just if he's not, going. put him there. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Left field. That ball is crushed. What a grab! A grand slam by Aaron Altair! And the Phillies have taken the lead 4-2 here in the bottom of the sixth inning against Clayton Kershaw. So lately, the Phillies have been a pretty good team. I mean, in the last ten games, they've been 6-4. and four. What you just heard was Aaron Altair hitting a grand slam off Clayton Kershaw. And that was Clayton Kershaw's first given up grand slam in his career. Very believable. I mean, he is all-time, has one of the best ERAs ever in Major League Baseball. Great pitcher. Yeah, he's definitely one of the best pitchers ever in general. Um, 
And just about the rest of the Phillies, um, J.P. Crawford had an amazing play at third base. He made the Sports Center top ten plays with that barehanded play at third base. Um, Reese Hoskins, he's Reese Hoskins. He's just hitting really well, obviously, all the time. Nick Williams, he's on and off. He'll, he's a very aggressive swinger. I mean, you can, you can... Yeah, I mean, so what do you think of the Phillies lineup for next year? Because that's really what this is a debut of. I'm looking at the lineup, and I'm like, huh, well, that's a pretty strong offensive lineup. I mean, if you have Jorge Alfaro, who's doing pretty good to open up the year, or in se- just in September in general, he's batting above 300. I think, and if he's batting down 7th, 8th, I think that's a pretty decent lineup. Yeah, I think they're looking to have a really good offensive team next year. The question is going to be with pitching. A lot of their best pitchers are at the low levels of uh, probably yeah. an A ball. Like, for example, like Aaron Nola, he's not a one-starter. Like, in the future, sure, two, three, sure, but not a one-starter. I think that the Phillies need a shutout pitcher, and I think that we, if Sixto Sanchez can develop to be that guy, then I think this is a playoff, really good playoff to contending team. Well, they have a bunch of pitchers that are probably a bunch of years, two, three years away. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but Nola has really impressed me this year with a comeback year. Uh, previously, I thought of him as about a three mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Maybe, you know, he really had a bad year of the year uh, last year. With injuries, um, yeah, yep, and all that. Yep, but he's proven to me that he could be a two. I. I agree with you there. Um, Aaron Nola is 11-10. and 10. Now you're thinking, eh, that's 500. He's on the Phillies. Okay, he's been on this team with 92 losses, and he's 11-10. and 10. Now I, found that, I, I find that outstanding as a pitcher, to have an, o- an over 500 record as a Phillies pitcher. Well, the GM of uh, Matt Clintac definitely has a lot of decisions to make over the offseason. They have a lot of infielders and a lot of outfielders. Uh, and they might have to move a few people yeah. because it's time for the young kids to come up. Yeah, like, for example, J.P. Crawford playing third base. You might see that more often. I mean, if Franco's not turning out, I mean, give him some a little bit longer. But if he doesn't turn out, then you got to let him go. Yeah, I, I think Franco deserves another year. You don't want to... I mean, he has a potential of a 30-home run guy. Um, and, and yeah, he's he's had a bad two years almost uh, ever since his rookie breakout season. But I don't want to give up on him. And if J.P. Crawford's going to replace him, he doesn't have a lot of power. So it, it's difficult at a corner, you know, first base, third base, to not have somebody that's hitting at least 20 home runs. Now, I said to myself today, you look at the left side of the field from the other night, J.P. Crawford, Freddie Galvis. That's an amazing field just on that left sa- left hand of the field. I mean, you saw an amazing play from J.P. Crawford. Freddie, F- Freddie Galvis is, my opinion, the Gold Glove Award for the International League at shortstop. That's just a good fielding team in general. Yeah, it is. And the key to J.P. Crawford is going to be his offense. Uh, clearly, he's showing that he has the glove. He has the arm. He has a rocket. Yeah. Uh, he looks great at third base, but again, he, he the power is not there. I, I just need to see more consistency from hitting uh, to see if he's eventually going to be that shortstop replacement for Freddie Galvis. But you're right. Freddie Gra- Ga- Galvis is having a great year. Uh, not as good you know, offensively, yeah, but he's, he's, that's what he's he, it's a shortstop. He's not an offensive player. I mean, he's not going to be an offensive player, like an offensive stud. But J.P. Crawford... I think that he can become a good offensive player. We've seen 
a little bit from him. I mean, we've seen those doubles. He's been hitting pretty well. Um, if he can turn into a good hitter, I think that he's going to be an amazing player. We'll see. Ever since Baseball America took him from, what, rank 13 and dropped him all the way down to 92? Yeah, I mean, this, guy was, this guy was top five in MLB prospects overall. And then he dropped down, and I guess that fired up Crawford and now. Woke him up. Yeah, woke him up. Which is great. So looking forward to the end of the Philly season. Uh, we're actually watching games now. It's great to watch and looking forward to next yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, we've barely watched any games all year. And now I'm already looking forward to next year. Well, that's all the time we have for the Big Frank Show. You can connect with us on Twitter at Big Frank Show. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>